The Self-Made Life Podcast is a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. I'm here to inspire small, local, and creative businesses along their journey to success. I'll share a behind-the-scenes look at what it's like to run and scale a business, branding tips, and I'll also be chatting with other entrepreneurs to share their stories and what it's like to be self-made. Hello and welcome back to the Self-Made Life Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Wyatt from Monarch Design Co. And today I am coming to you to share a little, well, a big life update. So if you missed it on Instagram or in our newsletter, I'm pregnant. Uh, I am just so, so excited to finally be sharing this news It has been a long time coming and such a journey to get here. And in today's episode, I am going to be sharing more about my fertility journey. So when I posted about our pregnancy and some of our fertility struggles on Instagram, I had a lot of people reach out to me asking if they could know more about that. So I decided just to make a podcast episode about it, kind of sharing a little bit more of our journey, what worked, what didn't, because I know that when I was going through that journey, I found it really helpful to hear other people's journeys and their success stories. So if you are struggling with fertility, I see you, I hear you, and I can totally relate. And I am just sending you so, so much love and baby dust your way. So yeah, I'm going to share a little bit more about our journey and I'm going to back it up all the way to the start. So we got married, my husband and I, in on May 18, 2019. We knew that we wanted kids, but we weren't actively trying after we got married. We thought, oh, if it happens, great, and we would just go from there. I had come off of hormonal birth control a few months before our wedding, and I went through a spiral of hormonal imbalances which were all linked to polycystic ovarian syndrome, also known as PCOS. And, you know, some of the symptoms that I experienced were rapid weight gain, especially, you know, leading up to the wedding. I actually, like, despite seeing a personal trainer a couple times a week and following Weight Watchers, I was gaining weight and I didn't know why. And I actually had to get my dress taken out two or three times, which was absolutely devastating. And it sucked. And I now realize that that was linked to not only hormonal imbalances, but also all the stress that came with it too, which also doesn't help anyone, let alone someone with PCOS who already has those imbalances and you know, cortisol out the roof and all those fun things. So yeah, that really sucked. My period was MIA. I experienced like excess hair growth, which was really annoying. And overall, I was just so tired and sluggish and I just did not feel myself. So anyways, it was all linked to PCOS, which I had somewhat been diagnosed before, but I was in my early 20s or late teens. So I wasn't really thinking of it. I was like, oh, whatever. I don't need a period anyways, or I'm not like planning 
to start a family right now anyways. And I kind of just like let it slide and I was given hormonal birth control from my doctor as the cure for it. There really isn't a cure, but there is ways to kind of get to the root cause. But in Western medicine, what they do is they put you on hormonal birth control and it's kind of just like a band-aid solution, which also causes so many more issues down the road, like nutrient depletion and so much more. So polycystic ovarian syndrome is a condition where you have a few or unusually long periods. It often is a result of having too much of the male hormone called androgens. And it also creates these small little sacs of fluid, which develops all over the ovaries, thus, you know, polycystic ovaries. And they are also linked to having a failed regular release of your eggs and creating an anovulatory cycle or missed periods. So if you don't have regular periods, you're not ovulating, there's no egg there, you can't get pregnant. As basic as that, which I realized later on. So after we got married, that summer my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer. It was a really emotional and stressful time. Just, you know, seeing her, you know, having to go through chemo and radiation and she had a double mastectomy. She's okay now. She is cancer free and I'm so so proud of her. She is living her best life. She got married this summer. She has been working with a personal trainer and is super strong and really taking care of her health. So I'm super proud of her. But yeah, during that time it was just really stressful because, you know, we didn't really know what to expect. It was like the first time cancer had ever affected our family. Like I've heard so many people and their their friends or family members have gone through cancer and you know it was just scary and you never think that it's going to happen to someone you love and when it does it's kind of like a shock but we got through it she got through it she is thriving so we are just so so happy for that and then I was juggling trying to grow my business I picked up a part-time job teaching at a college in Toronto. I loved it, but really the transition was somewhat stressful and because I never had taught at the college level before. It was something completely new. So that was a bit of a transition and stressful time. So fast forward to 2020, things were really going well. My business was thriving. I was really building up with my stationary clients for weddings, booking a lot of wedding clients for 2020, all while still teaching part-time. And, you know, everything was going really well. And I was really excited for everything that was going to come for 2020. But then COVID hit. And I know that none of us could have ever expected it, but it really kind of like turned our lives upside down. So when COVID hit, Pretty much all of my wedding stationery clients postponed overnight and we watched our whole year of finances basically go down the drain. We also switched to online learning while I was teaching at the college for the last couple weeks of the semester, so there's only a few weeks left. My husband lost his job and 
there's just so much uncertainty and we honestly didn't know what was going to happen. And, you know, of course we were home and we had all that time together, but with that came stress too. So starting a family wasn't really, I know that there's so many COVID babies, but basically like the stress was just too much and we never got pregnant during that time. So we made the difficult decision that summer to move to a new city and in with my in-laws. We are just so, so grateful for them and, you know, having that opportunity. It was a transition, of course, like moving to a new city during a pandemic, not knowing anyone, being away from my family for the first time and trying to build a business back up during a pandemic and just these rolling lockdowns and trying to meet new people and, and, you know, a business community. It was really hard. We also had a business partnership around that time with another stationary company in Toronto that was really promising, but it didn't work out. We both wanted different things and that's okay. It was an amicable end and, we helped each other get through that tough time, I think. So that's okay. So during that time, I just decided to go inward. I decided to focus on myself and really figure things out. I picked up a very short-lived part-time job at Michael's as their framing manager. And it was during the busiest time of the year, Black Friday. I don't know what I was thinking. During that time, I was also teaching online again. Um, and I also started focusing on branding and web design. A lot of my wedding colleagues were in need of branding and just, you know, a refreshed website. And I was happy to help them out during that time because we, we were all slow. I also continued the stationery and calligraphy side of things and focused on a lot of holiday stuff. But, you know, ultimately I made the decision to close the calligraphy and stationery side of my business and just go all in with branding and web. And that was October 2021. So just over a year ago. Yeah. And, you know, during that time, during the summer of 2021, cancer hit our family again. This time with my grandfather, he went in for like a checkup and CT scan. He was having trouble breathing and ended up getting diagnosed with lung cancer. And it was a very quick, quick end from the time he found out to the time that he passed was probably about six weeks. So that summer I was going back and forth a lot to visit my family, visit my my grandpa, my nono. And so, of course, like trying to have a baby during that time, very stressful time, obviously did not work. I also gained a lot of weight despite trying to lose weight. And I think it was because of stress too. So yeah, that happened. I know he's in a better place now. He's no longer suffering. So yeah, it was... During that time too, I think it was like the day that he passed, the morning of, I had my first 
group coaching call with this mastermind group and one-on-one coaching with Marley. And I got really clear on my goals and what I wanted to do with my life and my business. And I made a plan. I went all in with branding and web. I decided to start building my team, especially if I wanted to start a family. I needed that support. Uh, And I'm just so, so grateful for my team. They are incredible. And I'm so glad I started, you know, building that team then because now come the spring, I have that support for my clients and for my team and for me to take somewhat of a maternity leave. And one thing that um, also came out of working with Marley and more on that later was she also recommended that I do a detox with Jordana. And Jordana Sade from the Mindful Clinic, I'll link our podcast episode if you episodes back but we actually met like a few years prior in the gym change room of all places and it was during the time where I was like going really hard at the gym in the mornings before my wedding leading up to my wedding and we chatted and we just kind of kept in touch and she was in the same mastermind as me so I decided to work with her I did a six-month detox, but before that, I tried losing weight on my own. I started looking into resources with PCOS, tried to track my non-existent cycles with Premom and these ovulation strips in this app, uh, tracking my temperature every morning. I started working with the fertility clinic in Barrie. The first couple months were really all testing and like so much testing <laughs> there was blood work there was ultrasounds I did a sonio histogram where they basically put like saline water all through like your uterus and into your tubes just to make sure everything is open it is quite uncomfortable but it had to be done Tane did a sperm analysis and Yeah, I was also working with my earth angel who I also met with through Marley, Margot from Whole Beauty MD. So I'll also link her episode as well because I had her on last season and you can kind of learn more about my experience and more about what she does because her work is truly incredible and it's just so hard to explain, (laughs) but she's awesome. So when we finally spoke to the fertility doctor we finally got some answers. So the doctor basically said it's a mixture of PCOS timing and not optimal sperm quality. So my ultrasound showed that I did in fact have these tiny cysts all over my ovaries, which of course affected ovulation. Tane had also taken up a job working at a print factory where they actually printed and made plastic, which we later realized is like a big no-no because plastic is a huge endocrine disruptor and just wreaks havoc on your hormones for both men and women. And then on top of that, it was long shifts and in a really hot environment, Tane does not do well in heat and it's also not ideal for those swimmers. So I basically made him quit (laughs) and we just figured it out. He spent a long time, like months, searching for a new job that was a better fit and more aligned 
with what he wanted his career to be. He also went back to school during that time too. Um, and he also went on Mito Motile, which is essentially a male multivitamin pack that really helps to optimize his sperm. We made a lot of lifestyle choices together and changes as a couple. So we cut out plastics like Tupperware. We got a really good water filter system. We invested in the Big Berkey, which really helps to like filter out a lot of crap that is in our municipal water system. Um, we also started eating better, sleeping better. We focused on getting some natural sunlight in the morning, getting out for daily walks, being more active. I also cut out gluten and dairy and sugar. And, you know, by the way, this whole time, my period was basically non-existent still. It did come back for like very briefly for one month, but then it went MIA again. I also, during this time, started working with my coach Marley and that's when she kind of suggested working with Jordana. So a little bit more about the detox. It was a six month long detox and it went through a series of different like detoxifying phases. I'm going to link the podcast episode from before. So you know, she explains things a lot better than I will. But I basically noticed like a lot of huge shifts and improvements in my mood, my energy, my brain fog was going away. I was like finally losing weight, which I mean, that wasn't the top priority, but I knew that losing weight would help me in the long run just to be healthier in a better position to get and stay pregnant. Yeah, my period actually did start to come back on its own. When I finished the detox, it was end of March 2022. And then I got COVID in April 2022. It kind of like went through our whole family that month. So we, we missed out on a lot of things, family things. My sister's staying in dough, my stepsister's wedding. It kind of sucked. But what are you going to do? <laughs> COVID. I also started working with a naturopath, Dr. Melanie Hudson, who is one of our lovely clients as well. And then by the end of April, I decided that I was ready to start at the fertility clinic with cycle monitoring. So I was finally over COVID. I was feeling better. So we started cycle monitoring. Basically with cycle monitoring, you have to notify them of your day one of your cycle. But because I had a non-existent cycle, I actually had to contact them beforehand and get a prescription for Provera, which is a progesterone oral pill that you would take for, I think it's like seven or 10 days. And then seven or 10 days later, you'll get your period kind of thing. So did that, started that. The number one way to achieve success on Instagram is through consistency. That means showing up with high quality, attention grabbing, valuable posts. Now, I know what you're thinking. It can be exhausting and overwhelming trying to keep up with the pace. That's why I've created 50 Instagram prompt ideas and 12 eye-catching Canva templates for you to use absolutely free. So all of the hard work is done for you. All you have to do is show up consistently, sit back, and watch your Instagram grow. Head on over to the link in my bio on Instagram and get your free templates today. 
But yeah, so I went back, my cycle day one, I called them or emailed them, went in. My first ultrasound back, so they do an internal ultrasound and they do blood work. So when they did the ultrasound, the nurse said that she had noticed that the cysts on my ovaries were gone. They said that they could definitely tell that I had PCOS because of scarring, but everything was looking really good. So this was all from the detox because that's that's what changed during those like six or seven months before my previous ultrasound. So it was just so crazy to see and hear the, the difference that that detox made. So if you're on the fence of, you know, working with a nutritionist, doing a detox or, you know, working with a naturopath, I say go for it because it literally changed my life and I feel so much better than before. So then after that, basically consisted of coming in again on cycle day three for internal ultrasound blood work, and then basically going back to the clinic for early morning monitoring every couple of days so that they could really see the progression of everything. So hormones, follicles, which are eggs growing and maturing, and then measuring your uterine lining. So all of these things have to work in unison um, in order to have a healthy pregnancy. That along with, of course, optimal eggs and optimal sperm. So it's actually a lot harder. Well, not harder. I mean, it could be easy for some people, but pregnancy is a miracle. Like there's so many things that need to align and even the timing, like the egg only lasts like 12 to 24 hours. So you really need to time things accurately and you can only get pregnant on your cycle when ovulation occurs and if there is an egg there and if there is sperm there waiting or there. So yeah, I've learned a lot (laughs) through this whole process. I also read the book, It Starts With the Egg, and it was really, really good and informative. A lot of the things I had already known, but it was really good just to like read up on the supplements and why you should focus on optimal you know egg quality and you know even like sperm quality and everything in between so I highly recommend that book I took from my naturopath so Tane was taking mitomotile I started taking OptiOva which helps with egg quality in female so it's like the female version I also took NAC and CoQ10, vitamin D3 and K2. Of course, like I'm not a doctor, so please check with your physician, your naturopath, fertility clinic, make sure that, you know, everything is, you know, for you. Oh yeah, I also forgot to mention, I did acupuncture for over a year. It helped kind of, but I ended up stopping acupuncture after my first failed cycle, which I'll get more into, and started on herbs. So they did like mixed herbs. And I actually stayed on that until like well after pregnancy. They changed the herbs, of course. So anyways, during the first cycle, 
monitoring, I took five milligrams of letrozole. So letrozole is basically a breast cancer drug that is commonly used with women who have PCOS or women who need help ovulating. It helps to ovulate. Uh, but unfortunately, my hormones just didn't go anywhere for that cycle and my follicles did not grow at all. So the doctor canceled my cycle. I was devastated. I didn't know, you know, what that meant. Like to me, that meant that I was out and I had to wait. I had to wait for another period to come, which in my case meant getting prescribed Provera again, waiting for that to come on. So my cycles, like normally, like a regular cycle is like 24 days. My cycles would be like 40 days during this whole process, 40 to 38. I think we got it down to like 36 or 38 days, but it just, it made things longer, right? It was like the whole waiting game. Um, And during that time, like right after I had found out that my cycle failed, I had found out that my stepsister who had just gotten married was pregnant and a couple months along. And Although I was really happy for her, I was caught really off guard at like a family function and I was completely devastated. It was hard for me to kind of cope after, you know, hearing like having my cycle canceled and having to go through jumping all through these hoops and, you know, spending all this money too on fertility, which like it's an investment in your family planning journey. Like it does, you know, weigh on you and your and your spouse financially so I was just really upset so I actually started working with a fertility hypnotherapist Ashley from Modern Mama Fertility and what a huge difference that made I'm gonna be having Ashley on the podcast soon to talk more about her journey and hypnotherapy for fertility so stay tuned for that but yeah it completely changed my mindset I think all in all, we've done 10 sessions together now, even like sessions after being pregnant and it's just been like night and day. So highly recommend that if you're going through fertility and struggling and, you know, just need someone in your corner, someone to talk to, and also someone to help you rewire your subconscious thoughts because, you know, our thoughts become our actions and our actions become our reality. So that really helped me to see things differently and also change my perspective. So the next cycle, the doctor upped my letrozole to 7.5 milligrams, which was the highest dose. And I also had to take baby aspirin with it because there was also a chance of clotting. So this next cycle, we tried adding in an injection at the clinic called Menapure. So the nurse basically described this as miracle grow for your eggs. And this cycle, we had two, three, I think even maybe four mature follicles. So I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll have twins. And then I was like, oh, maybe I should should manifest twins. I decided not to just because I had realized that like one would be enough, especially now. So I'm really happy that we have one healthy baby in there now. But yeah, that cycle, I had really great mature follicles and we were finally instructed to take the overdrill, which they gave me like when we started the first cycle, they said, here you go. Here's your overdrill paid for it. Okay. Put it in the fridge. Once you get home. So just like sat in the fridge staring at me every time I opened the fridge for a month. But we finally got to use it. 
So they instructed us to take it at home on a certain day and then have timed intercourse at this time and that time. And then I was instructed to start endometrin, which is a progesterone suppository, and then come back in two weeks for a beta HCG blood test, which is basically just a blood test via like a pregnancy blood test. So I ended up being really anxious throughout this whole two-week wait, and I actually ended up testing the morning of at home with just like a urine test, and it was negative. I was really upset. It really kind of put me in a negative mood. Before I even got to the clinic, I cried my eyes out. I was really devastated because I was out again, and it just meant I had to wait again. But this time my period actually came on its own and I didn't have to take Provera to bring it on. So I had a really nice natural start, which the nurse said that um, it's usually better when we have natural starts. There's more success that way. So I was optimistic, but obviously not putting my hopes up. So this third cycle, we did Letrozole again, 7.5 with baby aspirin. And then this time, instead of Menopure, we tried Gonal F injection, which they call it a Gonal F bump, which is essentially a hormone that signals to your follicles to grow. It's a natural occurring hormone, gonotropin, I think it's called. I might be getting that wrong, so I, I should probably double check. Yeah, so both, you know, Gonal F and Menopure are common IVF drugs that help to grow your follicles. So I feel like that in combination with lifestyle changes and taking OptiOva, I was able to grow those follicles. So this cycle, we, we it was really promising. So your follicle needs to get to at least 15 I think, millimeters in order to be fertilizable by sperm. So we had one star follicle star of the show the other ones didn't quite get up to 15 millimeters I think they were like 9 and 11 but we did have like 1 15 or 17 when they told me to have you know go home take Ovidryl and then have timed intercourse and then go back on endometrin afterwards and then go back come back to the clinic for your blood work So during the dreadful two-week wait, it was really different this time. I ended up getting a bladder infection a few days after ovulation. So I felt like I was really focused on just like getting rid of that, waiting at the waiting room, like at the the walk-in, getting the antibiotics and just, you know, getting rid of this damn bladder infection. So when the morning of my beta blood test came around, I did not test at home before. And I just went in optimistic, but wasn't holding my breath. I was experiencing some cramping, kind of like when your period is about to come on. So I kind of thought that in there that I was already out. So that day I had planned to go to Toronto with my sister-in-law. I told her that it was either going to be a help me get my mind off of a failed cycle or a celebration trip. And So I made a reel on Instagram and then I went to go get ready to leave. And then I was keeping my phone close by because I wanted to make sure that I could answer the call from the clinic. I went pee and I took my phone with me. And of course I got the call and I answered it while I was on the toilet because I was like, I don't want to miss this. So 
And the nurse on the phone said, hi, Ashley, it's Coralie. And then I heard another voice and Tamara and then another voice and Karen and then another voice and Cassidy. And then all together, they said, congratulations, you're pregnant. And, you know, I was completely shocked. I totally wasn't expecting it. I'm going to try not to get emotional now, just like reliving the moment. But I ran upstairs and I had this whole like thing planned out on how I wanted to tell Tane. And like the month prior, I was at the pet store and Winnie needed a new tag with our new like address and stuff on it. So I ended up getting a tag made then. And on one side, I put Big Brother because that's how I wanted to tell Tane. So I gave him the tag and I and I said, hey, can you put this on Winnie? Put it on his collar. And I was like trying to like film him. And he was like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? He was like so concerned. He didn't know what was happening. But when he flipped it over, he was surprised and he was so happy. So and then, of course, Winnie was just like wagging his tail on his bed so it was just so cute it was such a nice like memory but yeah it worked we got pregnant and it's like the first time I've ever been pregnant so I didn't really know what to expect I told my sister-in-law right away too because we were hanging out we were going to Toronto and of course she was happy and we actually ended up telling our families right away because well we were just so excited my mother-in-law also gave me my Ovidril injections, so they kind of knew what we were going through, and they were just so supportive. My mother-in-law and father-in-law actually went through fertility with my sister-in-law, so they really understood what we were going through, and I think, you know, the universe just helped us to be here during that time and have that extra support so I just you know trust the timing of things even when things don't don't seem right or you know you're not quite sure trust the timing of things because I really feel like it all is happening in the perfect timing so like since going through this whole journey and now being pregnant I also had to stay on endometrin which was the suppositories up until 13 weeks which was just a couple weeks ago and I just remember coming off of them and just being like so worried like I was worried about our first ultrasound I was worried about the next ultrasound so like going through this journey like the anxiety does not stop which is why I've continued to like work with Ashley too on the hypnotherapy side you know you're constantly thinking like is everything okay or are my numbers rising I was really worried about the genetics testing and just like making it to 12 weeks but one thing that I have learned throughout this whole process is just to trust the timing and trust the process and just trust that everything is working out for your highest good And I've really learned patience, 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 patience. As much as I've hated that word, I now understand and value it. So looking back, I'm really glad that I didn't get pregnant after we got married or during COVID or last year, because to be honest, my life has been a shit show and I would not have wanted to bring a baby into this world during such stressful times. So I feel like everything has happened in divine timing. My business is now thriving. I have an incredible supportive team who 
I can trust and lean on and I have been leaning on since going through fertility. Tana's at a new job and has been for most of this year and just loves it and he also works from home. So we get to meet in the middle for lunch which is really nice sometimes and financially we're just in such a better place and even like living with my in-laws I feel like that's really helped us to navigate this fertility journey and just have support during after and for when baby comes so one thing that I just want to leave you with is trust the timing be patient and never give up like entrepreneurship it's not always like a straight and narrow path sometimes there are these crazy obstacles that you have to go through and live through but I feel like they have all made me stronger now being on the other side so that's what I want to leave you with if you are going through fertility or you know starting your family I just want to say you know I'm here for you I'm sending you so many good vibes and baby dust your way and you know send me a message on Instagram I am always happy to help answer any questions or just be there to listen because I understand what it's like going through these things and I know that there's a lot of support groups on Instagram or not Instagram Facebook that you know I found helpful from time to time but they can also be really triggering so I ended up muting a bunch of them so I get it like you know it sucks to you know hear that you know pregnancy announcement from someone and just be caught off guard but one thing that I've learned is like when someone is pregnant and does announce, just be so, so happy for them because that is what you're going to attract. And I found the more and more that I started to do that and come around to that and just being so, so happy, like truly happy for them, that's kind of what helped me get closer you're kind of like envisioning like that it is possible for you instead of like oh why not me and the universe kind of like gives you whatever that is in return so when you're you're happy and you're joyful and you're celebrating that's what they will bring you I know it's a little bit woo-woo but trust me it it really helped me so yeah that's it for today thank you for sticking around I know that this was kind of a bit of a longer episode but honestly like I know that this was like really vulnerable for me to share and I was on the fence of sharing this but if it can help just one person on their journey then I've done my job so sending you all so much love and light and have a great week everyone I'll be back next week with another episode bye now hey before you go I just want to express my gratitude for sticking around and being here and just listening to this podcast. I would so, so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review, subscribe to the podcast, and tell your friends and family about it. Share on social media. The more and more that we get these reviews, we get these feedbacks from you, and the more you share, the more that we're able to reach like-minded listeners just like you and help to provide more value. So I would just so, so appreciate it if you could share away. And yeah, thanks so much for being here.